Hey, I'm Frank Burton from the Ragbag Podcast. I've just published a new novel. It's called 100, and you are going to like it. There was a boy who lived alone in a hundred-story tower block in the dirty city. There was a girl who vomited cash. There was a man who had one of those dreams about having a dream. There was an electrical engineer who was in possession of a rare form of sleepwalking. It's weird, it's wild, it's wonderful, it's in paperback and ebook format on Amazon, but hey, you're audio people. So I've made you an audio book available for name your price that's name your price from frankburton.bandcamp.com that's frankburton.bandcamp.com and i know i'm biased because i wrote it but trust me this is going to Welcome to Rag Bag. My name's Frank Burton, formerly aka Lazarus Newman, but not anymore. Lazarus is dead. This is part two of the story, Killing Lazarus. Check out part one before you listen to this, eh? Just a recommendation, not an instruction. It will make a lot more sense. Anyway, enjoy the music.
So, let's recap, if that's at all possible. Last time we saw how me and Lazarus went away together, and he almost, but not quite, got the better of me. I almost changed my name at his request, which potentially would have just wiped out virtually the whole of my identity, which I didn't like the sound of, and I'm glad that I didn't do it. So, the two of us made a pact of sorts that we would continue to coexist. He wouldn't attempt to wipe me out by changing my name to his, and I wouldn't wipe him out by imagining him out of existence. And that was okay for a while, but as you know, Lazarus was beginning to really get on my nerves. Writing his self-help book, patronising me, using characters from my past and present to make himself look good, and, you know, you heard episode 28, didn't you? You'll know that this happened in episode 28. This right here. This isn't tough love because I don't love you. I hate you, Lazarus. I hate you. And your days are numbered. Enjoy the rest of your life while it lasts. I created you and I can just as easily destroy you. (laughs) 
you didn't hear that, did you, listeners? Um, Lazarus just said in my head, just for my benefit, three simple words, bring it on. Which brings us to the beginning, I suppose, of the conclusion of this long, drawn-out character study. After I told Lazarus that night that I hated him and that his days were numbered, he stopped talking to me for a while and that was good because it gave me a much clearer head. I should insult him more often, I thought. I felt more like myself than I have for ages. I was calmer, more in tune with my surroundings, more able to cope with the everyday stresses of life. I uploaded episode 28 and sat back and listened to it. It was a good episode great music, the noddy story, all of that stuff. A little while later, the phone rang. It was Felix Munnery, the saviour of humankind, who'd sponsored the last couple of episodes. You know the guy. Lives in a commune in Inverness with his 12 or possibly 13 wives. The episode had been up for a couple of hours, but apparently that was all it took to have an impact. Felix, I greeted pleasantly. It's not every day you get a call from the saviour of humankind. How are you? Don't you saviour of humankind me, he said. It's thanks to you that I've lost one of my most lucrative assets. And he's taken half of my flock with him. You owe me big time, pal. No, I don't. I said I ran your advert as agreed. And then what did you say, he said. I don't know, you tell me, I said. What, do I have to play you a clip, he said. He didn't play me a clip. But I'll play you a clip. <laughs> okay. Um, th- this is what I said. William, get out of that cult and get a train back to Stoke-on-Trent straight away. You think you're being clever by giving all your money away and scaring your own mother half to death? You're a disgrace, William. An absolute disgrace. Step up and do the right thing. You've been brainwashed. That's no excuse. I've got no sympathy for you whatsoever. Get home now and apologise to your mother. And you know what else your mother mentioned to me on the email? You apparently got the idea for joining this cult when you heard it being advertised on a podcast of all places. An advert on a podcast. Who the hell listens to adverts on podcasts? No one. You know what you should do if you want to pay attention to podcast advertising? Don't join a cult. Get yourself a Squarespace account. Whatever that is. I said, right, yeah, I see what you mean. But, um, sorry, Felix, no refunds. Shall I see you in court then, he said. That would be very entertaining, I said. But we did have a clearly defined written agreement. You can't get past it. Even the Bin Laden family had to settle out of court. I'm not supposed to be mentioning them, by the way, so forget that you heard that. You know I'm the saviour of humankind, right? He said. I literally created the universe. I'm a lot more powerful than the Bin Ladens. But I do need that money. I haven't got it anyway, I said. I spent it. A whole ten grand, what did you spend it on? If you're really omnipresent, you'd know. I've never claimed to be omnipresent. I'm the physical manifestation of the great Felix. Oh, right. Um, anyway... I'm going to hang up now, Felix. I assume you won't be advertising again next time, which is a shame, but I always seem to find some other crackpot to exploit, so no harm done. The same is probably true of you, isn't it, Felix? 
there's any number of mugs out there to replace your dwindling numbers with. There's plenty of other podcasts to advertise on as well, for that matter. Adam Buxton's very good. Try for that. And by the way, thanks for the camper van. I ended the call and straight away there was Lazarus glaring at me internally. What's wrong with you, I said. He said, perhaps you could have dealt with that situation a little more diplomatically. What, you mean give the con artist his money back? Doesn't that make you the con artist, said Lazarus. In what way does that make me the con artist? Well, you advertised his religion and then actively discouraged your listeners from following it. I think he's within his rights to ask for a refund. Not according to the terms of our written agreement, I said. That's your con, said Lazarus. It's like you're using this contract of yours as a license to act however you want towards people, even if they've given you money in good faith. And you mouthing off about them effectively results in their loss of business. Mate, I said, he's a cult leader. He's brainwashing people and taking thousands of pounds off them for literally no return. Okay, said Lazarus, maybe Felix Munnery, the saviour of humankind, is a bad example. What about all the other advertisers you've lost? What about the Emperor's new sunglasses? They were cowboys as well. I felt the podcast listening public had a right to a fair description of their product. You're not doing yourself any favours though, are you, Frank? He said. If you'd kept your mouth shut, they could have been a regular sponsor. You could have had regular money coming in from a reputable company. And what about the listeners, I said. That's who I care about. If the Emperor's new sunglasses had actually advertised every fortnight, how many listeners would have succumbed to their overpriced, not-fit-for-purpose, terrible, terrible, terrible sunglasses? And then I expect them to keep listening? How can I expect them to trust me again? Hmm, said Lazarus. Trust. This is something that's important to you, isn't it, Frank? It's interesting. Where does it come from, this need for trust? Even trust from total strangers. Why do you need to be trusted? Okay, Lazarus, I said, that's enough. I've made a decision and don't try to talk me out of it. I'm going to kill you. Well, how do you plan on doing that, he said. I'm not a real person, I'm an idea. How do you kill an idea? You'll see, I said, let's go. Where? In the van, pal, in the van. We're going to be taking another little trip. And this time, only one of us is coming back. Doesn't that make you the con artist? I'm going to kill him. I am going to murder Lazarus Newman. Kill him! Kill him! I am going to murder... It's a serious music program. It's not a comedy show. I am going to murder. It's not a comedy show. Doesn't that make you the con artist? Kill him. Kill him. The, the whole Lazarus Newman thing is it's very interesting. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. Little uh, storyline that you've got going there. Yeah, storyline. I suppose you could call it that. Yeah, storyline. I suppose you could call it that. Storyline. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Storyline. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. Yeah, it's, uh, it's difficult to say it out loud, really. But um, it's, uh, it's difficult to say it out loud, really. Kill him. 
obviously there's no actual crime being committed here because he is an imaginary character. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. An imaginary character. An imaginary character. It's, uh, it's, it's difficult to say it out loud, really. An imaginary character. An imaginary character. An imaginary character. I got myself a camper van. You got yourself a what? So, you are going to kill me then, Frank. Uh, I don't really like the sound of that. So, so, so... I don't really like the sound of that. I don't really like the sound of that. Killing, you can't kill someone who doesn't exist. I'm gonna kill him. 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 I'm gonna kill him.
We stopped off at a garden centre on the way. I needed a good sized shovel, but this really wasn't my field of expertise. I was going to have to ask a member of staff what was what. Excuse me, I approached a man who was rearranging one of the shelves. How can I help? he asked with a smile. I wondered why he was so happy. Not that working at a garden centre wasn't a pleasant thing to do, I'm sure it was. It was just that this man didn't seem to have any problems at all. How could that be? I realise I've always got at least one serious problem on the go, whether it's work or relationships or, in this case, the fact that I was about to commit some kind of metaphysical suicide and wasn't sure which shovel I should be using to bury an alternative version of myself with. I'm looking for a shovel, I said. Right over here, said the happy man. It needs to be a really good one, I said, because it's for digging a large hole in a wooded area and I'm probably going to encounter large bits of wood and rock, that sort of thing. I probably need a torch as well, come to think of it, because chances are it'll be dark by the time I've finished and I really need to get this job done tonight. So you're digging up the garden or... No, I'll be digging in the forest. Don't worry, I'll be filling the hole in again shortly afterwards, so I won't need special permission from the council or anything like that. I'm just like a dog burying a bone. Except it's not a bone, it's something larger than that. I noticed the smile on the happy man's face had disappeared. Lazarus muttered something in my head like, He thinks you're a murderer now. Thanks, Lazarus. I took his point one final time. I'm not a murderer, I said out loud. Sorry, said the happy man. It's more of a metaphor than anything else, really. There's parts of me that I don't want to be around anymore, so I'm literally going to bury him because, as he said himself, it's just an idea. That's what he is. So what I'm doing is driving out to the countryside, finding a nice quiet spot, digging a hole, dumping the idea in there and filling it in. The problem is he's become too real to do this any other way. The only way to kill him is to treat him like he's a real person. So this is kind of a psychological exercise, said the happy man, his sunny disposition seeming to return on hearing what was thankfully a satisfactory explanation. I suppose you're right, I said. You hear that, Lazarus, I whispered as I left the shop with a shovel tucked under my arm. Psychological exercise. What you didn't mention, said Lazarus, is that what you're attempting to do is permanently remove your own conscience. You can call that an exercise if you like, but what are the implications of that? And if your exercise ends up being successful, could you live with a guilt? Live with a guilt, without a conscience? Eh, Piece of cake, mate. I stuck the shovel in the back of the van and Lazarus stopped talking. The sun was already going down when we arrived at our destination. My friend at the garden centre recommended one of those torches that you strap to your head, whatever you call those things. He did say, but I've forgotten now. You know what I mean, don't you? Those torches that you strap to your head. I liked it. It made me feel like a proper outdoorsy kind of guy, like I could pop off and climb a mountain after I'd buried Lazarus. The ground was pretty firm, but the shovel had a nice sharp point at the end, which helped me get a proper spade full. Is there a difference between a spade and a shovel? Are those words interchangeable? They are in this story, okay. 
Thankfully, Lazarus is no longer here to stick his nose in and tell me I ought to be doing my research properly. Still not talking to me, I said, as I flung another helping of soil onto the heap. No? I suppose you're pretending not to be there so you can get out of being buried. I'm not going to bury you alive if that's what you're worried about. I'll kill you first in a very humane way. Human beings are capable of terrible things, he said, so that word provides little comfort. But here's the thing, Lazarus, I'm not capable of terrible things. I consider myself to be a good person and I think I can be a better one without you. That's why I'm doing this. I created you because it has started to become clear that I'm not very good at dealing with other people. And to a certain degree, you help me get better at that. I mean, just take a listen to some of the bonus bag episodes where I've managed to actually interview people. I've actually managed to sound empathetic and almost like a regular person. But I suppose that person, that's not who I really am. I enjoy my own company. I don't need other people in my life all that much. That's another reason for getting rid of you, Lazarus. You're in the way all the time. And all you've got to say for yourself is, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. And when I do something right, I get no congratulations at all because you're the one taking credit for it. From now on, I'm just going to acknowledge my own failings and rejoice in my own successes. How deep are you going to dig, he asked. Oh, it's got to be big enough to fit an actual corpse inside, I said. It wouldn't be a properly functioning metaphor if it wasn't true to life. Frank, said Lazarus, please don't kill me. I can change. I can go along with whatever you want to do. I can stop writing that daft self-help book. You're right, I was getting too big for my boots. And you're a better writer than me. There you go, I said it. And maybe... You're right about me being jealous. I like your books. And I could never write like that because I'm not like that. And I don't want to change you anymore because I don't want your writing to suffer. You're lying, Lazarus, I said. I know you're lying because I am you. Now, please be quiet. The hole is ready. You can't kill me, he said. It's not possible. Killing you is as easy as inventing you, I said. All I need to do is decide that you're dead. And I've also decided that we're accompanied here today by the spirits of the ragbag listeners. What, he said, all four of them? That was a cheap shot. Do you really want those to be your last words? Does it really matter what my last words are, said Lazarus. Maybe not, I said. Let's just get on with this. Wait, said Lazarus. I've heard enough from you now. Be good to yourselves. Okay, good, good. Good last words from Lazarus Newman there. Now, welcome, listeners. Welcome, friends. My name's Frank Burton, formerly a.k.a. Lazarus Newman. We are all gathered here today to celebrate the life of Mr. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus was born in 2018, and he died just a few seconds ago, actually, in 2019. A short life but an eventful one. And I'd like to say, as Lazarus's creator, it's been fun. It's been fun arguing with him. It's been fun imagining an alternative version of myself. I feel like I'm better somehow for having had this experience. 
I hope that you've all enjoyed hearing from him too. Who else can forget the time we, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> the time, I don't know. It looks like I've forgotten him already. But um, thank you all for coming. I'm going to fill in this hole and then I'm going to drive home. Or maybe I'll just sleep in the van on my own. Yeah. I'll do that.
Thanks for listening. It's the end of Lazarus Newman and the end of the show. Thank you to Lazarus for being such an effective counterpart over the last few months. He will be sorely missed. Ragbag is going to be taking a short break over the summer months, but we'll be back later in the year. Actually, we're not taking a proper break because there's one last episode to go. One last episode of Ragbag coming in a couple of weeks' time, and it is going to be set in the wonderful world of Corrugated Metal Club. So check that out. That is going to be a great one. And thank you very much for listening. You're all wonderful people. Mwah! Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.